0: episode 56 of The Knit Actually Podcast. My name is Becky, and I'll be your host. So you guys, it's been a zillion years since my last episode. Um, Life got a little bit crazy. I got super sick back in March. Um, Like, I have not taken a sick day in six years, and I took three, kind of sick. And it just took me a little bit of time to bounce back from that. I did, thankfully, bounce right back, and uh, did so just in time for the boys and I to leave for a couple weeks at my parents' place, and... Hawaii, which was magical and wonderful and a much-needed break from real life, Um, and then I've been back for a couple weeks and trying to catch back up with real life, so I have missed you guys and missed the podcast and really been um, happy to get back um, a little bit of time so that I could come talk to you today. So without further ado, today's segments are going to include actually finished, actually working, actually stashed, actually hand-dyed, and actually attending. And I'm gonna jump right in with um, finished objects because I have a couple of things that I'm really excited about. So, um, while we were in Hawaii, I worked on basically three things and I finished two of them and I'm really excited about the both. Actually, I guess maybe, anyways. I think I brought four things, but um, I started and finished, while we were there, um, the Spotlight Sweater from Mad Color, which is a Tin Can Knits book that came out sometime, I think, last fall. I know I saw it at Rhinebeck. Um, It's a great book with lots of great patterns about, you know, cool ways to use color. So the Spotlight Sweater is a bottom-up yoked sweater. So you knit it from the bottom up, and then you knit the sleeves, and then you attach it all, and you knit the yoke. Really cute. I've only other ever, ever done, I think, one other sweater with that construction, but I, I enjoyed it and it was fun. Um, and I knit this out of some knit picks. Um, I think it was Stroll. Stroll doesn't sound right. Maybe it's Swish worsted. They're super wash merino um, worsted weight yarn. And I had a really soft um, gray, which I think is called Dove, and then and um, they're bright. So there was one called Pickle Juice and one called Berry Tail. And I think the pink is called Pucker. But it was like, you know, like an, kind of a highlighter, yellowy green, and a really beautiful purple, and then a blazing hot pink. Um, and so there's just little sections of color work on the yoke. Um, and so it makes for a really cute sweater. I knit this in a size one to two years. My cousin and his wife are expecting their first baby in June. We're mostly sure it's a girl, I guess. Um, And they stayed at my parents' house in Hawaii for their honeymoon. And so I thought, well, wouldn't this be cute if I knit the sweater while I was there? And it's a little symbolic and, you know, isn't that cute? So I'm really happy with how the sweater turned out. I think it's just darling. My hope is they live back east, and so my hope is that they... Baby's due in June, like maybe it'll get some use this winter and spring and definitely like next fall and winter, hoping that that it's sized in a way that they'll get a couple seasons worth of wear out of it. And my aunt's been really cute. She's so excited about this baby. This is their first grandchild, and they've been very, very sweet with my kids all all their lives, and so I really wanted to do something special for the baby. So I have a couple of baby-related things, but that's the first thing that I finished, um, and like I said, really liked it, really recommend the pattern, it was really a a quick, easy knit, and I thought the finished object just turned out so cute, and you could have a lot of fun with the colors, so I did gray with pop colors, the one that's in the book, there's one of a a little, you know, toddler-aged girl, and she's wearing one that's like a, like a neon sort of blue, you know, like an electric blue, um, with like pink and purple and and colors and it there's I think the possibilities are just kind of endless with pretty much every pattern in this book um and so then I had yarn left over I still have yarn left over I'm thinking about making a hat for um for baby's mom that's my cousin's wife um but I am focused on a couple of other things right now so we'll see I thought it would be cute if they had something that matched um I'll definitely figure out something to do with these cute little colors but I did knit up um, a little hat from the book, also. So there's a book, uh, a pattern in the book called the Prism Hat, and it's got a whole bunch of different options. So there's one that has little triangles of color work, and there's one that's striped, and then there's one that has just these little pops of color. That's called, um, oh gosh, I forget the ver- version. I don't have the book in front of me. It, it's not called Bubble. Anyways, there's a cute hat, with, and you basically make these little pops of color just by kind of weaving um, the yarn in and out of the stitches, and so I whipped up a quick little matching hat. I think it turned out really cute. I went back and forth about pom-pom versus no pom-pom. I ended up going no pom-pom, because I thought it might kind of just overwhelm the little baby, and so anyways... um, I think it turned out really cute. I put those both in the mail and the baby shower was yesterday. Unfortunately, I made a point of trying to ship it in a way that would definitely, definitely have it there for the shower. And then uh, it did not make it. And I was bummed about that. But it's okay. It's, you know, it's not the end of the world. um, And it'll just give them more time to enjoy it um, another day, right? It'll get maybe a little more attention if they're opening it on its own. So those were my two finished objects since we spoke last okay, actually working. I have a lot of stuff um, that has gotten, you know, bits and pieces of work since the last time we spoke. Um, so the first thing was stuff that I took on the trip. Um, I did bring with me a couple things of sock yarn. I had actually picked out some sock yarn thinking that that would be kind of my main Hawaii project, and then I just didn't even get to it. It was some beautiful biscott and Sea sock yarn in the cactus colorway, and um, it's was blues and greens and orange and very tropical looking to me. Um, but I just, you know, you got to knit what you're feeling in the moment. Um, and maybe I'll knit it on my next trip to Hawaii because I'm sure that we'll be going back. Uh, but it was cute, but stay in the bag. I did work on Jack's Hufflepuff socks. So I had bought some Hufflepuff colored yarn, um, from Canon Hand Dyes when I was at Stitches West and I had started those socks on that trip. And, um, Basically finished one sock um, through the toe. I haven't put the heel in yet. I'm going to do that at the very end. Um, and started the second. So his Hufflepuff socks are making some progress. Not as much progress as he would like, but um, but those are coming along pretty nicely. Um, and there, are, I worked on a few other socks sort of here and there. My husband and I went to see um, the movie The Zookeeper's Wife a couple of weekends ago, and that was an excellent movie. A little rough to watch, um as World War II movies tend to pee, but i I highly recommend it um and so I was looking for okay, do I it was a pretty long movie? do I have socks that are in the right? you know you have to get the sock that'll get you through the whole movie, right So I had cast on when I was in New York um a pair of socks for a Knit Picks felici, and they're dark rainbow color, so it's like a rainbow, and then some of the stripes are black. And I just cranked out, I don't know, maybe like four or five inches of that during the movie, which was great. Um, and it was fun to make some progress on on those socks. Um, and then I have a pair of socks that sits in my car. And the other day, I was sitting at school for longer than usual, and I managed to um, crank out some progress on those. So that was some lollipop yarns um, that I bought about three years ago I bought three skeins of that a couple years ago and I knit the first couple up real quick and then this last one has been kind of waiting around and it's really pretty it's a dark gray stripe light gray stripe then a light blue stripe I think the colorway is called tranquil um and so I got that finished all the way through the toe as well so that one just needs heels and then I got the first the cuff of the other one cast on and, and a little bit of progress on the cuff of that so my my car socks are coming along just fine Um, and then, let's see, what do I want to talk about next? The next thing that got a ton of work done, um, on, mostly on flights, frankly, on my trip, not so much when I was actually, like, hanging around at the house or whatever, um, but that's my Ravello sweater, and so this is a sweater that I am knitting, it's a fingering weight uh, pullover, and you knit, um stripes at the top and then kind of a solid color at the bottom and, and the bottoms of the sleeves. And so I am knitting that out of some hedgehog fibers that I got at Fancy Tiger during Yarn Along the Rockies last year. And then also um, the second set of yarn that I dyed based on the Sarah Air um, Craftsy class called Professional Yarn Dyeing at Home. And the recipe that I used from the class was called Phoenix Butterfly. So it's beautiful, bright, kind of coral pink yarn. It In some lights, it looks a little orange, and in some sections, it looks a little orange because it's definitely that layered dyeing technique. And then in other sections, it definitely looks like pink, 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 bright pink, and I love it so much. So I got um, all the way through the body on that. I got one whole sleeve done. That was mostly what I knit on the flight, home the way that I booked our flights home we were on planes for a long time so um so I got a lot done on that and then it has been sitting um since I got home because I've been working on another project but my hope is we're actually going to have a couple more little bouts of you know fingering weight sweater weather before it gets hot here it looks like looking at the forecast so my goal is to crank out the sleeve of that sweater um in the next few days so that I could block it and wear it. I have a couple of uh, knitting dates next weekend with some friends, and I would love to be wearing my cute new sweater when I go on those. So that one is lots of progress. I'm really happy with it. I had cast it on in the fall, um, and then it it just hadn't kind of made it to the top of my priority knitting list. But now that it's it's almost, almost done, I'm really thrilled with it. I love it a lot. So... I'm definitely on a fingering weight sweater kick, which you guys will hear more about in a little bit here. Um, And so the next thing that I am working on is a shawl. This is a shawl from um, Interpretations 4, and it's called Flyway Twist. Um, And I cast this on before I went on vacation with some review yarn that I had received um, from Fairmount Fibers, who are the U.S distributors of Manastil Uruguay and they have a new linen based yarn called Milo. Um, and so the colorway that I picked is a beautiful gray. It, I'm it's spelled P O T S O I. I'm not really sure how you pronounce that. Potsoi? I don't know. But anyways, I um I had done the solid section and I have now made a couple of attempts at the brioche. I worked on the brioche a little bit, and I really feel like I'm getting the hang of it. Um, but then I made a mistake, and I don't know how to fix a mistake in brioche. So if anybody knows of a video that talks about how to fix mistakes in brioche, that would be great. I actually have a craftsy class on brioche, so I've been meaning to go and look and see if that would teach me how to fix a mistake in brioche. But... um I ended up ripping back the whole thing cuz I didn't I didn't want to live with the mistake um and then I made about another inch and a half of progress and then I got I got off again <laughs> so I ripped it back again and um it just it's clearly going to be something that I need to really be paying attention to in order to get it right but the, which is okay um and honestly The brioche section is not a huge section of the shawl, so I've done the solid color of the beautiful gray, and then I'll do the brioche section, and then the second part will be, there's like a garter edge in a pop color. And so my pop color is some Madeline Tosh, Tosh Merino Light, which is their singles, in a colorway that I think has since been discontinued, but it's called Maple Leaf, and it is this beautiful sort of shocking green color it's kind of chartreuse it's got little hints of gold it's beautiful I love it and I've had that one also for a couple of years I bought it you know back when I didn't know any better and I thought it would make great socks I was trying to knit my way through um the cookie a book um which i can't remember the name of right now either. But anyways, the cookie a book of socks with all the great like patterns and cables and so i wanted a really bold color and it's a, it would be a great color for a pair of beautiful socks, but it's not i don't think a singles is a good idea for socks. So um so i have that paired with the Milo. I wanted to talk a little bit about the Milo yarn cuz it was sent to me for review. So i am really enjoying that yarn. It's um it's got a really nice hand. The linen content gives it a really nice feel, but it's not um overpowering in the hand of the yarn, and the other thing that I thought was really great is I literally now have had to rip this back um, three times because I've made mistakes and gone back to correct it, and um, the yarn is not showing any wear at all from kind of being abused like that, like knit it up and ripped out and knit it up and ripped out, so I think that it's a really nice um, kind of workhorse type yarn to you so very excited about that one I would definitely recommend you guys check that one out if you're looking for a linen based yarn for your summer knits um, then that one would be a great one to um, to consider so that brings me to my final project on the needles which is what I'm working on as I talk to you guys today and that is um, another baby gift that I'm working on and I am working on for also from mad color the um, Polygon Blanket. So this is a Tin Can Knits project, um, and it is um, a beautiful blanket. I am knitting this in the Mighty Stitch, which is their 80% acrylic, 50% wool blend, Um, and I have seven colors in my blanket. So there's a dark purple, a royal blue, um, a really pretty... I guess what I would call like maybe it's almost turquoise but, but more to blue and then what I would call like a real, a true turquoise, which goes more to green. And then there's kind of a, a spring green and a bright yellow and then um, a magenta that I think is a color called fairy tale. So I've been working on this for a while. For a little while I was bringing it with me um, like to the boys' basketball games and I would just knit a few hexagons here and there. Um, the hexagons take longer than I would think it's not a ton of knitting um but for whatever reason I I don't knit these very fast and you guys know I'm I'm a pretty fast knitter um but if we sit down at night to watch an hour or so like an hour of tv maybe I can get like one done or most of one done but it's not going um all that quickly and the size of the blanket that I picked uh required 50 hexagons. And then on some of the rows, like on the even rows, you knit half hexagons. And that way it's got a flat edge. And that's kind of how you puzzle piece it together. Um, So I had to knit eight of those. And so I am now 10 hexagons away from finishing. And I'm relieved. It's a beautiful blanket. It's this, yarn is very soft. If anybody's looking for a kind of hard-wearing um, you know, mostly acrylic, real washable yarn for a baby knit. I I would definitely recommend this Mighty Stitch. It was it was very reasonably priced. Um, also for a gift, which I thought was good. I thought about doing neons like I did with the sweater, but it was it was going to be quite a bit more expensive. And you just never know for sure that people will get used out of a baby knit, and so you know I didn't want to go crazy with what I spent. So, I am I'm super happy with it. And so the way that I did this, they have um schematics for different sizes and how many and so I think I'm doing the second smallest size. So, I think there's a version smaller than mine. This one will be um it's at its widest point it's 6 hexagons across and then it's 9 rows. And so like I said I'm I'm working on row 8 right now, which is a big relief. Um, and what I did is it's six rows across, but I have seven colors, and that has kind of worked out perfect because I've just been doing them rainbow order, starting with purple, and what that means is, um, as I do the rows, like if purple is in the corner, um, of row one, directly below that there's a half hexagon, another hexagon, and then purple again. So there's a little bit of separation and basically um the colors never touch each other like touch themselves. There's never two purples right next to each other. I like it a lot better than if I had tried to do it randomly. First of all, that would have meant finishing all these hexagons before I started to seam it up, and I think I would be feeling super frustrated right now if um I hadn't even started the seaming, but right now what I've been doing is ever since I got, I don't know, like enough hexagons to do two or three rows, I sewed them all together. I've been weaving the ends in, so the minute I'm done with the the last hexagon, I am done with hexagons, and so I, I think that was a good approach um, just for me. Um, I did kind of map it out and make myself a little thing on graph paper to kind of show which colors would be where, and that way too I was able to kind of calculate how many of each I needed. At first I had done um, all the hexagons I needed in the pretty blue color, and then most of the ones I needed in the turquoise, and quite a few in the pink, and that was good because it gave me some things to get started with, and also it meant like as I was picking up and knitting other colors, like if I got to a section and then I, I added a royal blue, I could just sew on the next two and then I felt like look I made a ton of progress on that row it made me feel good so I'm now down to just needing one or two of each color and I'm just knitting them in order and attaching as I go I do have one last light blue um, hexagon that I knit ahead that I'm going to be ready to add here in a minute and then I'll be done with that color which is also feels like an exciting like milestone actually I think I have to do one half hexagon in that color Um, but all of the full hexagons in that color will be done. So anyways, it's been a really fun project. It is a lot of work. It is a lot of knitting. Um, you know, I've knit baby blankets of several, similar sizes. Like last year I knit the chevron baby blanket, um, for my son's teacher. And that, I think I got that done in like two weeks and I've worked on almost nothing but this sweater since I got back from Hawaii two and a half weeks ago. And I am, not finished but um but it's fun and they're going to love it like my aunt is so excited and I send her pictures of it and she gets she's just really excited it really means a lot to them so it's totally worth the amount of work it has been um so after i finish these two rows these last two rows of hexagons which i'm hoping to do in the next several days um i am going the last step is that you knit a little border all the way around Um, and so I just got a pretty gray, I think it's also Dove, it's a light gray from Knit Picks, it's very pretty, um, and so I will do that. I went to the Longmont yarn shop today, and I got myself, um, a 60 inch cord for my carbons, because you do have to knit it all the way around, and I think I'm gonna, the cat is wigging out, um, pouncing on stuff, I hope that doesn't make noise, um, and so, um, I... I got a 60-inch cord so that I can knit all the way around without too much difficulty, Um, because that's the only thing about that is, I think it's, I mean, I don't think it's even like a dozen rows, but um, it's a pretty big blanket right now, Um, so that'll take a little bit of time. So anyways, that's been my big project. Um, It is a blanket. It is not the Magnum Opus blanket. (laughs) Every time I see one of my friends, she's like, how many of those hexagons have you made? And I'm like... Well, I made fifty hexagons, but not for the beautiful hedgehog blanket. So that's another thing that I will certainly get back to. I'm I'm really looking forward to having some things that feel like they are not on any sort of a deadline. Um, and this deadline is kind of self-imposed because, like I said, the baby shower has passed. That that stuff will be there tomorrow, um, and they have a gift for before the baby comes. But I'd like to get this to them. I it, I would love for them to have it, you know, when baby comes home, which is just in June, so it's coming up pretty quick. So that's it for things on my needles at the moment. Okay, you guys, actually stashed. So you're going to laugh because I I have felt like I've been on a bit of a yarn diet, and now I'm going to talk about a million trillion yarns. Um, but some of them are review yarns, and I am very excited about these um, three yarns that I'm going to tell you guys about today. And so um, at least that's not yarn that I bought. <laughs> So I have a couple of things from a company called Mountain Meadow Wool, and this is a yarn that is made in the U.S. in Buffalo, Wyoming. I'm not sure how far away Buffalo, Wyoming is from here, Um, but they sent me two beautiful yarns to review. The first one is a fingering weight yarn. It's their Green River Natural. It's a two-ply fingering, and it's 250 yards 50% 50% mountain merino, and 50% bamboo. So it's got a really nice hand to it. The color that I got is called spruce, and it's a beautiful blue. Um, I'm not sure how I would describe it exactly. It, I have the exact same color in my comforter. I'm sitting in, near my bed, and this matches almost exactly one of the colors. But it's a pale, maybe I'd call it almost like a cornflower blue, and um, and i think it's going to be gorgeous. I need to make some decisions about how i'm going to use this one because um i do have 500 yards, so it could make a really nice shawl or like i'd love to. I'm very much into the mix and match thing these days. So i'd love to find something to, you know, pair it with and um i do have a lovely gray in the i have some madeline tosh um in the Whiskers colorway, which is one of my favorite grays of theirs. I could talk about Madeline Tosh gray yarn all day long, but um, maybe I'll pair it with that. I found that as I was looking through my stash yesterday. Uh, But I want something to maybe extend this a little bit so that I could do, I don't know, like a Melanie Berg or something with it. So that is one um, that I'm really looking forward to. And again, you know, as we head into summer, it's always fun to find... Yarns that are not a hundred percent wool. So obviously this is a fingering, but it's fifty percent merino, fifty percent bamboo, and I think that's going to make a really nice, um, a really nice fabric um, when it's knit up. So the second yarn I have from that same company, Mountain Meadow Wool, is their Alpine in Natural, and this is a three ply DK weight. 260 yards a skein. The color that I have is charcoal, and I would definitely say that's a true description. It's funny because it's sitting here in kind of a different light than I've had it in, and it does run maybe a little brown in a really lovely way, though. It's a really lovely brownish gray. Um, And so this one is 100% Mountain Merino Targi, um, and that is not a fiber that I have done a lot of knitting with. Um, I do think that Donna from Scandalous has a Targi base that I have knit with, but I haven't done a lot with a Targi. So this one also, very excited to find a pattern. So I have 500 yards-ish of DK weight. I think it could make a hat and some mitts or something. Um, I feel like this yarn wants to be cables. You know how sometimes you feel like There's a yarn and it's just got a real specific purpose. This is a really nice, both of these yarns honestly have a really nice spin to them. This feels like a really um, round yarn. I hope that's making sense. And I just think that it is going to, if I can find something, even though it's a dark color, I just feel like the way that this yarn is spun would really just, accentuate cables really exceptionally. So, I'm very excited about this one. I am stocking patterns for it. Um you know the other thing that it would look beautiful in is like if I had enough yardage, one of those gorgeous um Brooklyn tweed like scarves. Maybe that's what it wants to be. Um because, you know, they do all those beautiful Jared Flo does all those beautiful scarves with um with gorgeous cables. I knit one um for years and years and years, uh, called Dryad, and then I had problems with the yarn I knit that one in. So maybe something like that is what I'm going to end up wanting to do with it. But this is another one, again, Meadow Mountain Wool Alpine, and I am very excited about um, finding, finding a pattern and working with this yarn. So more to come as I get those cast on, but I wanted to give you guys a little bit of information about those couple of yarns that I had received. And then the last review yarn is um, from also from Fairmont Fibers, who had provided with me with the Manostil del Uruguay Milo. They sent me some Allegria, which is their um, what I think of as their standard fingering weight base. This is a yarn that I'm always able to find locally. I know Gypsy Wools carries them, and I'm trying to think, there's a couple other places locally that I can get them. Um, but this is 75% wool and 25% um, and it's 445 yards to 100 gram skein, and I got the colorway Tahiti. So, Allegria is generally, um, a hand-painted yarn. I knit, oh, it's so soft. I'm sitting here squishing it (laughs) while I talk. Um, I knit with, um, this yarn in my doodler. So, my doodler I had knit out of, um, three different yarns, one of which was a sock blank that I did with the kids last year at Easter, and the other was some Allegria, and it was a beautiful, like, dark purple, almost black, like, eggplant color with then shoots of pinks and purples and blues in it, and it was beautiful, and it it has held up. I wear my doodler a lot. It has held up really beautifully um, to a lot of wearing, Um, and so the... Oh, and I wore that shawl on Easter, which was awesome. Um... So the new thing that they're doing is semi-solids. So, you know, that you could pair this with one of their hand-painted yarns or really any hand-painted yarn. This color is absolutely stunning. Obviously, it's turquoise, so it's like my spirit animal color. Um, But it's really got, like I said, the name is Tahiti, just being back from... Hawaii, I've got fond pictures in my brain and on my phone of the ocean. It really has that depth of like some of this runs more blue, some of it runs a little more to that beautiful, you know, green Caribbean color that you could picture the water being. Um so I'm thrilled with it. This is um just the loveliest skein of yarn, and so I'm working on figuring out how I'm gonna use it. I've been pairing up some fingering weight. Color combinations for a couple things I'm going to talk about in a minute, um, but I don't I don't think any of those is yet the right um, fit for what I want to do with it. So I'm on the lookout for a pattern for this one. I'm probably on the lookout for something to pair it with. I think Gypsy Wools is moving, um, but I may go in there and try to buy a, um, a skein of the hand painted Manel Still Uruguay, and then. Um, be able to partner it up into a shawl or something I just like I said it's so soft you guys and I'm just sitting here squishing it and uh and like snuggling it (laughs) so that is another beautiful review yarn that I got and more to come as I get that one knit up so then we get into purchases now I was not I was kind of on this thing where I was not going to be buying yarn um, except for like at events and things, I was kind of trying to yarn diet a little, but I had a couple of things happen where I felt like it was okay for me to have permission to buy some yarn. The first of which was I got an email while I was away from the loopy U. So the loopy U does, you know, like a loyalty kind of customer appreciation thing where every, I think it's every $250 that you spend, you get, um, $25 gift card. And that happens every, I guess at the end of the year, what they do is they, like if you have spent less than $250, which I was where I was at, um, they give you credit in however amount much you have, like, I don't know, maybe I had spent $200 and so then they sent me like $20 and I, and then they sent me a reminder cause I don't think I knew that that was, um, how that worked and, um, So they sent me a reminder, like, hey, you have a $20 credit, and it's going to expire. So I was pretty um, pleased that they went out of their way to remind me of that. And um, so I popped online, and I ordered myself some yarn while I was away in Hawaii. So I got some very colorful yarnings, which is a sock yarn that I've really wanted to try um, for a really long time. It's a 25% nylon, 75% merino, 4-ply, 463 yards, in a 100-gram skein, and the colorway that I got is called Snozberry, and it's got a dark pink and a light pink and, like, a sky blue and a kind of a royal blue, um, and so I think it's going to be super cute, so I'm really excited. I have a couple now great self-stripings just sort of queued up, ready to go. I have the, the Scott and see that I didn't on vacation. I have this one I have the white birch fiber arts that I bought. I bought two skeins of that when I was at Stitches. So there will be some fun sock knitting in my future for sure. And then um, I have been dealing with some drama at work, to say the least. That's part of the reason that it's been a while since I've been able to talk to you guys. And um, one of my employees, uh, who I just adore... um, ended up resigning um and I had been working with her kind of you know mentoring and coaching and she ended up leaving and getting a great new job and she sent me a really lovely gift um as a thank you for that and so um, she got me a gift card to Longmont Yarn Shop, which I just thought was really thoughtful. This is not an employee who lives near me. She would have had to, like, do the research on, like, what's near Longmont. And, like, and like remember that I'm a knitter, which is not the thing that I talk about with, like, every single person at work. So, anyways, lovely gift. I got this gift card. And then I was going to go today and check out what they had. And then it's like it was meant to be because last night on Instagram, boom, Longmont Yarn Shop, hedgehog fibers which they've never had before it's their first ever shipment and I was like I'm gonna be there when they open the doors today (laughs) so I went down there and I had kind of been stalking um a pattern by Vera Valimaki. it's a lot like the Ravello sweater honestly that I'm just about to finish but she has one called confetti and I just love them The way it looks like it's going to fit. I think it's going to fit really nicely. Maybe a little more A-line shaped than the Rovella, which is more of a classic kind of pullover. Um, And so, and it's striped. And I'm really on this, like, stripe thing, you guys. And so um, I was looking for a background color and then a stripe color. And I initially had thought I would buy a solid, you know, semi-solid, I guess. And then, like, a speckles as a pop, but I, I piled them up together, and I decided to go the other direction. So I bought four skeins of Hedgehog Fibers today, um, and then I got the Colorway Oracle, three skeins of that to be the main color. So this is really, you know, like classic Hedgehog like speckle. It's gray is kind of the base of it, and then there's some chartreuse with darker sections of green and some that looks like it's pretty just like light, you know, natural. And then there's um, what I would almost bet money is Berry Crush <laughs> is the dye that they use for this one. But a beautiful hot pink with then darker purple looking speckles. So that's going to be the base color. And then the stripes are going to be the most gorgeous electric pink that is called Jelly. And I'm pretty sure that Jelly is one of the ones I have a mini of for the blanket Um Oracle may be in there as well, honestly, um, but I don't, I don't recall, but jelly is a beautiful pink. It does have, you know, as with any hedgehog dye, it's got some subtleties to it. It's so a darker and lighter sections. but I think it's going to be amazing. Um, so this is my reward for working on this blanket for so long, right, <laughs> is that um, I am going to wind these skeins today, and the second I'm done with the blanket casting the sucker on because I love it so much I'm just admiring these colors there's a lot of variation in the skeins but that's what you expect like I have one here that just looks like it has quite a bit more green than the other two um but I think it's going to be gorgeous and I can't wait can't wait to cast that on so that one was super exciting um And then, yeah, that's it for stash. That was kind of a lot, honestly. Um, But I'm going to roll into hand-dyed because I had a couple of other things that I'm excited to talk about um, today. And so the first is, I mentioned before, you know, that I wore my doodler on Easter, and that was the shawl that I knit with the Easter egg blank that the kids and I did last year. So I decided to do that again this year. Um, And I definitely used more colors. The one last year was like three colors in the sock plank, and it's gorgeous, but this year I went a little wild, and so I know there's like kind of like purple and chartreuse and kind of a teal. There's definitely some pink in there, Um, but I think it's going to be really cute, and I have been obsessing over the uh, new sweater by Andrea Mowry, which is based on sort of the same concept as the find your fade shawl. So lots of, you know, you're supposed to pick up a bunch of colors and then you're supposed to um, meld them together, right? And so uh, I had gone through a couple combinations. I actually have a beautiful set of like grays, grays with pinks and purples. Like I have two Madeline Tosh grays. Um, I think one is composition book. The other one is a gray with some you know, like berry pink running through it, and then I have a neighborhood fiber company and a skein of yarn that I dyed in the class I took with um, Sleep Season Meg at Fancy Tiger, Um, and for a little while it was looking like that was going to be my find your fade sweater, and maybe I'll knit too, and maybe that will be, but I I ended up putting that away. I wanted something that really had that same aesthetic that, that she has. I think she uses a lot of hedgehog, or she uses a lot of Primrose Yarns. So I um, I decided that I wanted the main first color to be the hedgehog fiber that my husband gave me for Christmas, which is in a colorway called Bounce, which is a really electric blue turquoise color with some chartreuse and a little bit of black. I think the speckles on it are black. Um, and then I'm going to use the sock blank, and then I'm going to use a set of minis that I bought myself with a gift card to webs that my brother gave me for my birthday. And they are, um, it's called Wonderland, and it's a set of five minis, and they're very, um, you know, white with speckles, and there's kind of a rainbow of them. There's a pink, a purple, an blue a turquoise and a chartreuse I think so I'm going to kind of play with that I think to kind of help tie the whole thing together and I'm super excited about that sweater so between that and the confetti sweater and then I really today I'm going to wind the yarn also for Easter West which is the Hohe Locatelli um fingering weight sweater from interpretations four that I bought yarn for it stitches um as soon as I'm done with this blanket and this ravello I'm going I'm casting on all three of the sweaters. I'm so excited. I'm going to have a whole um, new wardrobe of fingering weight sweaters. But I really feel like I have gotten so much wear out of the couple of um, fingering weight pullovers that I have. I wear my boxy all the time. I wear True Friend all the time. And I wear, um, oh no, what is that one? that I did with the, there's another Vera one, breathing space, breathing space, I wear constantly, so I just feel like it's a good addition to my wardrobe, I actually have several sweater quantities, um, two of Madeline Tosh fingering Weight Yarns that I need to sit down and make a plan for, um, but instead I bought yarn, (laughs) so, um, anyways, that is, that is the first thing that kind of relates to hand dyeing. And then the next thing is, I did get out the die pots yesterday um, and I dyed up about 400 yards of yarn, um, four minis basically, because I, my son is leaving pretty soon here for his eighth grade Washington, D.C. trip. Which, on the one hand, it's like, wow, how did we've been playing this thing for a year? How did it finally get here? How is he old enough to go on a D.C. trip? without me, um, and, um, and I just feel really, you know, grateful to his teacher, she's been great about organizing the whole thing, I know he's gonna have a spectacular experience, um, I think it's a really important thing for kids to do, I think it gives them a whole different context for the history of our nation, and, you know, we live pretty far away from D.C., so that's not, um, not something I've done with them before, he's gonna get to see an amazing stuff, so anyways, I, I was in chatting with his teacher one day, and she mentioned being excited about Hamilton. Oh, I know, because I was telling her my story about meeting Jesse Jackson, um, and so um, we were talking about plays, and then we were talking about Hamilton, and so she was, you know, she's a history teacher. She's excited about Hamilton, so I am going to knit her the knit hat, which is a free pattern that was designed by my friend Emily Straw, who hosts, the Knitting Butterflies podcast. And it's been pretty... Like, if you listen to podcasts, you already know about this hat. But it's been pretty popular. She's got cool, like, lyrics from the show and whatever. So I had been texting with her and trying to figure out, like, what was her... She's knit a bunch of them, test knit, knit them as gifts and whatever. And so I was trying to figure out, like, it's her pattern, what was her favorite color combination so that I could make decisions about color combinations. And she said the one she liked best was blue and then the color work was, like, a gold. So... I got the dye pots out yesterday and I think I'm going to have to send these both through another round of dyeing. They're mostly dry and neither one of the colors is quite exactly what I was looking for. Um, I did the yellow um, with a fluorescent yellow that I have and then I over dyed it with a color called Golden Straw and some of it is the gold that I want, but not all of it. So I think it needs to go in the Dye bath again and have a little more of that golden straw color. And I may even put in like just a sprinkle, like just a scooch of orange, just to get it to the gold that I want it to be. And then the blue, I'm pretty happy with, although I think I'd like it to be just a hair darker. So I did the blue with um, Extreme Blue, which is a really bright color. I've been really using a lot of that one lately when I mess around with stuff. Um, And then I had a jacquard dye that was sapphire blue that I did as kind of the second one. And that just didn't quite take it as dark as I wanted it to be. So I may sprinkle just a little bit of navy in there or something this afternoon and just kind of see if I can't tone that down just a little bit and make it just a little bit of a darker color than a bright color. Um, So I don't think I'm going to get this done in time to send it with the teacher on the trip. Um, it's also supposed to be 80 degrees when they are away. So I think my goal is going to be to get this done and give it to her as a gift when they get back, which buys me a little bit of time. Um, but I'm excited about it. It's such a cute pattern, and um, I I am feeling a lot more confident with my color work abilities. Um, and so this will be a real fun kind of like test of that for me. I do think I'm definitely going to need to swatch because, you know, the fit is going to be important, but also, you know, because it's color work, I'm sure my gauge will be different. So my goal is to get those re-dyed today, maybe swatch that during the week, and then then be working on that, you know, over the next couple of weeks um, so that I can give it to the teacher as a gift. So that is another thing that I've been working on dye-wise. All right, guys, the last thing um, is um, attending. And there are just a couple of local events that are coming up. I missed a couple of fun events. Um, I missed the... Uh, what did I miss? I missed the Yarn Fest because I was um, in Hawaii, and I'm not sad <laughs> that I missed it for that reason. I always really enjoy the event, but I, I had a great time in Hawaii, so I... Am, not too bummed about that one um but then i i also missed a cool event here locally um that was the we knit colorado retreat so the woman who runs that came to knit nosh last time she's super sweet she did a great little retreat yesterday um so if you're local just keep an eye out for that i know she does it at least once a year but she might do it twice a year and it looked like a great thing she had a couple of people that i adore who were vending there um Katie from Modular Modular was there. She's got a new hat pattern out. Um, And then Jonathan from MJ Yarns was there. And then Liz from Colorful Eclectic, who um, I've met through a couple of different things and who came to Knit Nosh and is just a sweetheart, she was there vending as well, plus a couple of other people that were, like, new to me that are local. So um, I wanted to just give that event a little shout-out. Like I said, I missed it. It was just yesterday. Um, I didn't record in time to give give anybody like that info but I do think she does them pretty regularly the last one she did um up near where she lives which is closer to Fort Collins and the one yesterday I think she did in Denver just so it would be sort of more central so anyways keep your eyes peeled for that one I was sad to miss it um beyond that the fancy tiger anniversary is coming up and that's always a fun thing and I'm sure that I will make plans to go to that I think that's sometime like May or early June, um, and then the Estes Wool Market is coming up, and so that will be the weekend of June 10th and 11th, I think, um, in Estes Park, which is, is my hometown. So if anybody's local and you're thinking about going to the Wool Market, I am planning to go on the Saturday, and, um, maybe we could make plans to meet up, or, Meet for Lunch at Ed's Cantina or something fun like that. So if you're going to be around for Estes Wool Market and you want to catch up, let me know. That would be really fun. So that's it for today, you guys. I feel like there was a lot there. I really have missed um, the podcast, and I'm glad to be back at it, and I'm sure I'll be back to you guys soon. Um, So in the meantime, if you want to connect, you can always find show notes for the podcast at knitactuallypodcast.com. You can connect with me um, on our Ravelry group, or um, on Instagram, or Facebook, or on Twitter. Um, All as Knit Actually Podcast, except for the Twitter is just Knit Actually. And, um, oh, and there's the cat. And uh, the other thing that I wanted to just put out there is, um, if you guys are enjoying the podcast and wouldn't mind taking a minute to just drop in an iTunes review, that would help people to find... The podcast and um that would mean a lot to me so anyways that's it for this time you guys I hope that everybody has a great week and I will talk to you soon but in the meantime happy knitting